On today's episode, we are going to take a look at two stocks that you should add to your watch list right now. The first company we're going to take a look at is one that is uh, a SPAC merger, actually. And unlike most of the SPACs, this is actually making money right now. Um, they have plenty of revenues. They are profitable and adjusted EBITDA as well. And some people might call this an NFT play. But even though it could be an NFT play, I think it is valued properly for the market is hitting the second company we're going to take a look at is a e-commerce giant that recently went ipo it's growing at some crazy levels like always we're going to take a look at what they do we're going to look at their fundamentals and just share my overall thoughts if this is your first time here make sure to hit the subscribe button don't forget to hit the thumbs up and follow me on twitch where i live stream taking a look at stocks you want me to look at so let's get started. But before we begin, let's take a listen to today's sponsor. I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. The Motley Fool is a company that provides investing insight and stock recommendations for investors of all skill sets and risk levels. You guys know I love finding new investing tools and resources to help me scout out new growth stocks. And right now I have a discount for one of my favorite services The Fool offers. Through The Motley Fool Stock Advisor services, you get access to a ton of expert stock picks. Every month you'll get two new picks that are aimed at growing your wealth and to help you realize your financial goals. Stock advisors average stock picks have done amazing returns. If growing your money is something you'd like to do more of this year, you can visit fool.com slash Jose Naharo or click on the link below for access to my special offer and decide if the stock advisor is right for you. Thanks again to The Motley Fool and now on to today's video. All right, so the first company we're going to take a look at is one that's going to merge with Tops, and Tops is mainly known for their collectible game. We're going to find out a little bit more about the company in a bit, but first, let's take a look at the SPAC company. So this is Mudrick Capital Acquisition. It is traded under the NASDAQ as ticker MUDS. As I'm recording this video, it is sitting at $11.23. Um, it is down about 2% from the day. Um, yesterday, the news came out and after the news the stock has jumped up about 13.7 percent first thing i'm seeing yes the company is a little bit excited or investors are a bit excited that's where the stock price has jumped but SPACs are not getting the type of love they were getting about in december a few months ago where they were jumping about 40 50 percent and i'm liking that right when they jump that high you increase the risk when you buy those companies right because they they have a, a faster chance of dropping down so even though it has gone up 14 percent, i still believe there's some form of value in this company and like i mentioned this is one that's already positive in revenue and it's already profitable to some extent when we're taking a look at a beta values so the company is expected to go public at 1.1 billion dollars on valuation and we're going to take a closer look at this promo pro forma usage of cash a little bit of a red flag here but I'm, I'll, t I'll hit it in a bit first i want to see how this company is making revenue right in 2020 they made about 567 million dollars so the first thing i'm liking right now is that their price to sales ratio is actually about two right because right they're valued at about 1.1 billion and they made about 567 million just in this past year they are adjusted EBITDA profitable at 92 million dollars if we take a look at where they're making the revenue 65 percent of the revenue comes from sports and entertainment and a big portion of that is from their physical market 55 percent of the revenue comes from there and this is like the collectibles they sell um, a lot of them selling on stores on e-commerce from sports and from other type of entertainment platforms 
another six percent of their revenue comes from digital market the digital market they do have some form of interactive apps where they make money here where players are able to trade their cards the next is four percent of their revenue comes from gift cards and i thought this was pretty interesting right i wouldn't have expected them to be hitting this market even though it's such a small portion of their revenue um, they do have some big players here finally the other 35 percent of the revenue comes from confections this is pretty much edible entertainments you have like ring pops push pops there those are some big names so we can see they're very diversified for me though this company even though it has all these different aspects i'm looking at it more as a collectible thing so like i mentioned right this is a company that a lot of people are calling it nft play and the first thing i wanted to make sure is that this nft play wasn't new that this is something that they weren't just doing now because of the hype and if that was the case i would have kind of had some red flags in there but that is definitely not the case right nfts were launched on may of 2020 for tops right and they did pretty well so it's telling me so may 2020 this is way before the time everybody was talking about nfts so it's telling me this is a movement that tops has been thinking about doing um before the whole craze and that gives me a great plus or a great tool on the management i do believe this overall digital aspect in the block blockchain nft innovations is a great move for the type of products they provide next i wanted to take a look at their revenue growth right in 2019 they didn't grow that strong it was two percent in 2020 they grew about 23 percent we're seeing a lot of i would say influencers talking about the collectible market i am been i've been very bullish in the collectible market i recently bought psa um which was collectible universe and they were one of the true players i thought in the overall collectible market unfortunately they ended up going private so i no longer hold them and now after that i think tops is probably the closest play to that market um but in 2020 they grew 23 percent in 2021 they're expected to grow 22 percent and in 2022 they're expected to grow 12 percent Another thing is they are adjusted profitable EBITDA margins and they're pretty constant with around 15%. One thing though, I do, I also want to see, right? We're seeing this strong revenue growth. I wanted to make sure that this revenue growth was not only coming from the NFT place. I wanted to see out, out where, where it was coming from. And the great thing, again, if it was only coming from the digital side, it would have been another red flag for me. Again, this company is looking like it's not hitting those red flags for me, so I'm enjoying it. The digital, the most of this money is going to be coming from the fiscal aspect and the confection aspect, so the edibles. Um, and that's where most of the revenue is going to come from 2021 and 2022. They are expected to see growth in the digital and gift cards, but not at some crazy value. So it's telling me that management is not trying to overhype this NFT play, which is something I'm happy to see um, because, yes, it could be a future, but management doesn't really see how much of a future it can grow so they're giving some modest guidance so next what i wanted to take a look at was this company's valuation at that 1.1 billion dollars and they show here a chart with different with other companies in different markets remember we have tops they're in the collectible they're in the edibles they're in sports entertainment they're in the digital but at the end of the game i personally call tops more of a collectible play so i just want to take a look at those numbers the medium when taking a look at ev to revenue for 21 revenue guidance is about 2.4 percent tops is below the medium at 1.9 percent um very similar to ev to abita margins the medium is about 13 13x when for tops is about 12.5 so again below the medium um so this is telling me one thing that the company is 
it's not overvalued but at the same time it's not undervalued and i do want to say because of the market it's in i'm really happy with how the price is reacting right now so the biggest red flag for me is what's going to happen with the pipe proceeds and this back cash in this account so right now we can see pipe proceeds is going to be 250 million and cash in the SPAC account is 321. So this company in theory is raising $571 million. Unfortunately, none of that money is going to tops. It's gonna go to cash to selling shareholders. So insiders are selling this company. Most of that money is gonna go to those shareholders. People are wondering why are so many shareholders selling, right? And the second 50 million is going to go to fees and expenses. So the whole 571 million that this company is that the SPAC is raising is not going to go to the company. So that's a red flag. But remember, this is one that's profitable in adjusted EBITDA, and it also has about 50 million in cash in their balance sheet already. Unfortunately, I wish they would have used that some of that money to pay down some of that debt. They have about $200 million in debt right now. But remember, this is different from some of the other SPACs we've seen where some of these other SPACs, they need to build up that cash because they don't have revenues right now. They're not expected. They're continuing to burn cash. So it's different positions. Again, I wish the story would have changed there a bit. All right. So the second company we're going to take a look at is an e-commerce giant in South Korea. Um, and this is Coupon. It is currently traded in the New York Stock Exchange as ticker CPNG. It's currently sitting at $45.65 and it has a market cap of $80 billion. I do think the biggest red flag we're going to see here is kind of valuation. Um, people might believe $80 billion is a bit expensive for this company. Um, there might be some, uh, I, I want to do some counteractive arguments to there. Um, so coupon just recently went IPO'd and since it's all-time highs, the stock is down about 8%. It IPO'd at $35, but the closing price on IPO date was about $49. So coupon, like I mentioned, is a typical e-commerce here. You can see it. Um, and just like most e-commerce, they have like form of membership fees that you can pay to get special form of delivery, next day delivery, and so on. Then they also have coupon eats. Coupon eats is their food delivering platform and one thing that i like about coupon eats a lot is because they're doing super well with the logistics in their shipping department their e-commerce department i believe that would work well it works well with coupon eats in the future i can kind of see them doing some form of maybe ride sharing application as well because it kind of needs that similar type of logistics with it taking a look at top overall apps in south korea and unfortunately coupon is only hitting south korea right now um, we can see Coupon is actually in the top 10 apps. Uh, coupon Corporation or Coupon Eats is number seven in South Korea in iOS. And Coupon, the e-commerce, is number 13 as of April 6th of 2021. So now let's take a closer look at Coupon. One of the major things that Coupon does is they call Don Delivery. They order, you can order a million of items before midnight and they will arrive at your door before 7 a.m. So quick shipment they also have zero packaging um they kind of eliminated a lot of the boxes uh, over 75 percent of parcels are now come in eco bags instead of cardboard and i think that's actually pretty impressive that they were able to do that and now the question
question is, how are they able to do that? How are they able to do almost six-hour shipment? And the reason is that they designed over 100 unique fulfillment centers covering 25 million square feet and housing millions of products. This translates to 70% of Korean population living within seven miles of coupons logistics centers. So because they have such a huge portion of the population within the coupon logistics centers, they're able to produce these types of products. And today, Coupon is the largest product e-commerce player in Korea. But even though they still are, they still remain a small percentage in the company's total retail, grocery, consumer, food services, and travel spend in the Korean market. So they believe this is a market that they can continue and continue to grow. If we take a look at their revenue growth in 2020, quarter one saw 90%, quarter two saw 94%, quarter three saw 95%, and quarter four saw 93% year-over-year revenue growth. Analysts did come and play and gave some form of ratings to Coupon. Right now, most of them are giving it a hold or neutral. There are five analysts. Only one gave it a buy and gave it a 62 price. The average price is about $48, still higher than the current price right now for the next 12 months. But many, many believe it's not going to be a huge grower. So if we take a look at Coupon, Coupon is expected to grow its revenue 22% on average for the next two to five years. Unfortunately, they are not profitable, but they are positive in cash flow from operations. And that's great to see for the overall e-commerce world. If we take a look at historical values, their profit margins for 2020 were negative 4.7%. Uh, we can see they are close to profitability. And another thing I'm happy to see is they are growing. In 2019, those margins were negative 12%. And in 2018, they were negative 27%. So we're seeing improvement in margins. And I do believe maybe in the next two to three years, they could achieve profitability. Next, I want to take a look at their balance sheet. Balance sheet looks okay. I wish it would have been a bit stronger. They have about 1.3 billion in cash and about 1.2 billion in debt. But they also have about 1.2 billion in inventory. Um, so again, the balance sheet, I wish they had less debt and more cash, but they, it is a company that is positive in cash flow from operations. So now I wanted to take a look at future ratios. Quick look for December of 2022, this company is expected to make about $26 billion in revenue. That gives us a forward price to sales ratio of about three. I think that forward price to sales ratio is pretty cheap. Um, this is normally what you end up seeing in the overall retail e-commerce side. So I don't believe the company is overvalued. Um, and with this logistics, strong logistics that they have, it's one that can continue to grow at strong levels. Now, just my overall thoughts on the company. I am pretty excited about both of them. I do believe they're both in great markets. Um, so let me know in the comments, which one did you guys enjoy more? Did you guys enjoy the collectible one, the collectibles bag, or the e-commerce giant? So take care, guys. Have a good night and see you next time.